Welcome to episode nine of the Cop Talk podcast. I'm again joined by Mark and Jim Lambert, the authors of Cop Talk. Uh, Jim, are you uh, remote today or are you uh, back at the office? I'm back at the office. Thank you for asking. It's good. Uh, last week was uh, interesting. Got a lot of comments about how it sounded like you were out there uh, doing remote reporting. And uh, Mark, what's the... Hey, Brent, you, you sound like you don't have a lot of pep in your step tonight. I, I don't. You know, some days you just, you know, just don't have. Did you hear how he just said, I don't. Did you hear how he just said that, Mark? It was like, woe is me. Yeah. I'm actually, I, I mean, don't. to be honest, I'm sitting here doodling on this pad. Like, you know, it sounds like you're doodling. Sounds like somebody just stole this puppy or something. This is scary because a minute ago we were talking about Mark's and Mark and his uh, doo doo, and now you're doodling. Um, If people a little worried about if people could only hear the pre-show, you know that might the pre-show was scary. It might even bring on more listeners if we just let. I was gonna say we we might be able to. It started going bad when Brent said, "Mark, do do you." It was just bad, and uh, there seemed to be an interest in Mark's doo-doo, and I just wanted to know where that was coming See, from. See, maybe we should talk. We could, we could do a little research on that topic and do a, do a show on it in the future. I, uh, what are we doing, a doo-doo show? Because that doesn't seem you right. you got to do, do that. Do that. Do-do. Oh, man. My, that, that, now my pen ran out. I can't even continue to do what I was doing. You were doodling. I, now I can't do it anymore. My pen is dead. You know, hey, one going, in a household. And so was this show, unless we turn it around. And anyway. Oh, I'm sorry. How you doing yeah. tonight, Mark? Mark is here, and uh, me and Jim, authors of the book Cop Talk. Already said all that, though. <clears throat> Before I was so rudely interrupted, our website, coptalk.info. You could find out all about me, Jim, and Brent, the book we wrote, who, what, where, why. Lots and of why tips, Mark sounds and like Ed Sullivan. Stories. And by the way, I got to say hi to Dave. Hello, Cloverdale, with our listener out there in Cloverdale. So, Can I, I make do, a shout-out, uh, too? Yeah, do a shout-out, Jim. I'd like to say hi to Brittany. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. We'll talk right. about that later. Go ahead. Well, I guess. Actually, instead of talking about that, people could listen to the last episode and find out more about Brittany than they ever want or need to know. Yeah, that would be Jim's, Jim's new love future, interest in. Uh, future Mrs. Lambert. Yes. I thought it was Lady Gaga. She looks like Lady Gaga. She's an identical replica. She's hot. Identical replica. Hey, Brent, why don't you get another pin and doodle uh, Lady Gaga for Joe? No. Uh, that, all that, what you just said was wrong. <laughs> just going to point that out to you. So, right. Hey, but on a, on a positive note, speaking of uh, relationships and the fact that I can't get past 23 days... <laughs> Um, Mark and Lisa, I'd like to uh, extend a very happy anniversary to you both. Uh, 29 years, I think it is. You got the two most beautiful daughters in the whole world, and uh, I am proud of you, Mark. Congratulations. Gee, thanks, Jim. I'm getting a little teary-eyed now. Wow, why don't we just give out everybody's personal information? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so my social yeah, security Jim. number is uh, 552... Uh, oh, sorry. Yeah, Jim, and uh, your address Yeah, but Brent, was, you got uh, LifeLock, so you're okay. Yeah, you know, the funny part about LifeLock... You, he lives in a gated community. Have you heard that story about LifeLock? No, but I've heard about your gated community. Yeah, well, the owner of LifeLock, the guy who went on TV and gave that out, yeah, he was hacked the next day and uh, lost you all think? of his stuff. You think? Yeah. Is that why there's uh, no more commercials on? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's why that company sucks. Hi, my name is Mark Lambert. My social security number is... dude. I, my phone number is don't call me. That's, that's what I would say. Yeah. But... Yeah, that's uh, it's pretty scary. I mean, but that's a whole that is a show that we need to do and one that I've been asked to do pretty quickly in our We will do identity theft and Maybe we can do we can protection. Do, do that. Jim's good on protection. He loves saying to protect yourself. <laughs> Speaking of which I need to give a quick shout out, Brittany. How you doing? Hope you're having a good night. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So the how long have you known Brittany, Jim? Seven days? So when you come up on 29 days, it's it's done and over with, right? Yeah, we're almost to the end there, but go ahead. <laughs> you should visit her because that's not it's not a good relationship. As soon as the show's over. That's a long drive. Um, so I Hey, uh, you're recording us, aren't you, Brian? Yes. Because somebody asked me about the laws for recording phone conversations, and I just want to make sure that we had that perfectly clear. But since 
it is uh, different from state to state. <clears throat> that would take some time. But states requiring two-party notification. California, Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, Montana, New Hampshire, Pennsylvania, and Washington. Meaning everybody being taped has to know about it and agree to it. Do you agree to this, Jim? I don't know. I'm going I'm to have to think about it. I'll, I'll have my people call your people. Well, then you might have to move to the states requiring one-party notification, which would be most of the other ones. But, uh, yeah, that's something i got to do a little more research on. Hey, Some Mark, what's, about that. what's the difference between one-party and two-party notifications? Well, let's see, Jim. I think in two-party notifications, two people have to agree to it, whereas in one-party notification, okay, right. only one party has to. Okay, so if I want to make a call to Brent and make one-party notification, then I have hey, to notify Brent. Uh, excuse the interruption, but that was our technical advisor and producer that somehow jacked something up. But, uh, They're never going to know that because I'm going to cut it all out. So. Oh, you can't cut it out? What happened to the, the spontaneous aspect of this? Anyway, Brent jacked something up. We're off the air. But now we're back. Jim, you there? Hello, Jim. Yes, I am here. Yes, I think we left off with uh, recording phone conversations and how every state is uh, different. And although California is a two-party state, it is also legal to record a conversation if you include a beep on the recorder and for the parties to hear. Beep. For those for those of you that have noticed, Mark is a little different. And even though we're relatives, uh, I do have to apologize for that. Yes, Jim was adopted. And we'll get into, the, we'll get into that on another show. That's totally messed up. Because I actually was adopted. See, that's totally messed up. Oh, Mark! Jim oh, pull that food out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jim didn't know yet until I just said something. But uh, Well, I guess Jim and I are brothers and you're the outcast, so that's cool. <laughs> that explains <Yeah>. it. Okay. <laughs> the apple never falls far from the tree. <laughs> yeah, well, you have taught me all my bad habits. So uh, Anyway, they got the website. Cop no, talk no, 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 no. Whoa, 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 whoa. Uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Did you actually make a point? With what you were talking about, or are we just going to let people think that we don't know anything about that stuff? Before you did something with the recording that caused us to get bumped off the air, um, yeah. we were talking about how I'm going to do a little bit more study to this and find out the laws. But in California, um, it is a two-party consent, which means you can't just call somebody and start recording them and uh, be able to use that for anything. The other person has to know they're being recorded and agree to it. But some states Mark, could you could you do that phenomenal uh, demonstration that you did earlier? You want me to do the beep? Yes. Beep. Okay, the part good? after the beep. The announcement that you're being <laughs> recorded for customer service. Uh, well, I think you just got it. You did it perfect earlier. Actually, if you guys chat for a minute, and I'll find it. There were several examples in here that. Uh, that I could find and do do it for you. Well, you, did, you did it fine a minute ago, but okay. I don't know. I don't even know what you guys are talking about at this point. The warn the standard message you get when you call Pac Bell or Verizon or anybody. We might record it. We we might record this phone conversation for customer service or whatever. Yes. Oh yeah. Mark, Mark did it perfect, but now Alzheimer's is kicking in. <laughs> no offense to any of you listening with Alzheimer's. <clears throat> and he yeah, doesn't remember go, what he said five minutes ago. So, Well, if we're going to cast aside our, our listening public, we might as well just equally start. cast aside everybody. Yeah, if you're no, going to offend start people, with the jump, people with Alzheimer's because they won't jump. remember getting cast off. <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's you gotta chalk, you got to chalk one up to Jim with that because they won't remember by the end of the show what Jim said. Thank you. I don't even know if I remember what Jim said right now. So the next issue is our website and why people should actually go there. Because there's been talk of, we talk about the website a lot, but why would I want to go there after listening to the show? Is, there, is it because there's additional information there? Is it because you guys actually post something to the website no well that's not the case so you know brent must have alzheimer's because he's the one that set up the uh website and it sounds like he's already forgot everything that's there i'm just 
I'm just trying to be devil's advocate here. No, the uh, the website is a takeoff from the book. The book is 288 pages of everything from A to Z to try and help keep people uh, safe from learning uh, about the mistakes that others have made. And the secondary title is uh, What You Don't Know Will Shock You, and it's true. Uh, a lot of stuff you take for granted in life you don't realize, and you do learn from other people's mistakes, and hopefully the book, all 288 pages, make you safer. In turn, the website has grown and probably far surpassed the book uh, in the fact that the information in there is just phenomenal. I mean, it's just tons of public safety information that the public needs to know. So you're that saying was a this big is word, free. Jim. Phenomenal. Free? Very good. Huge. Can you spell it's, it? It's big. Yeah, B-I-G, Mark. <laughs> that was Mark, good. Mark, can you, can you spell doo-doo, Mark? <laughs> Don't have to listen earlier in the show for uh, <clears throat> Brent has an interest in that. Yeah, that's, you know, it, it, earlier in the show, what, five minutes ago? I'm pretty sure was, most people you are saying... Didn't you say it was 19 minutes, Brent? Yes, there was uh, 15 minutes of pre-show, and then five minutes of show, and then we went off the air, and now we're back. So I would assume that you must be talking to the people who can't remember the beginning of the show seven minutes ago. But on that note, why don't uh, before, we get into the... Uh, yeah, before we bore people to, uh, to death here. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny because... Brent couldn't do the show tomorrow on our Tuesday night usual time slot. So Mark said, hey, let's be premature and have the show on Monday. Being premature is something Mark is well-versed on. <clears throat> because he always has to shuffle things around in his life and, and adapt his schedule to whatever's going on. That was a good recovery, Jim. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the concern was... Well, we're not really prepared, and we don't have anything to uh, talk about. And I said, we have 288 pages of a whole book to talk about. And I'd like to start the ball off rolling by, uh, you know, I, everyone knows I was just out of the area for, uh, for the last couple of weeks. But I see it here where I live. I see, saw it countless times up there. I, I went into a, a 7-Eleven to get a... Uh, a um, Ice water and uh, lottery ticket. It was Tuesday night. I don't know. I forgot Alzheimer's. But anyway, this person parks next to me, comes in, gets in line behind me. So I pay for my stuff. I go outside. Their Let car me guess. is running. Their oh, car I was going to say that. The car. Go ahead, Mark. What are you going to guess? <laughs> I was going to ask you if the car was running, but you, since and you jumped right in. And, it was. Uh, and what else? And there was probably well, something on the seat, such as a wallet or a laptop or something. And what was in the back seat? A kid in a, in a car seat. Yes. Wow. So, so anyway, uh, you know, the, the basis behind the book was the reason why we put all that information out there is people think there's never a cop around when you need one. And then when you don't need one, they come out of the woodwork. Well, the reason why there's never a cop around when you need one is because they're all taking reports for ridiculous stuff that should have never happened. You pull up to an ATM machine at 11 o'clock at night thinking you're by yourself, and you get out, leaving your car running with the keys in it with your laptop or purse or briefcase on the front seat, and then your car's gone. And in a worst-case scenario, all your money in your account's going to be gone, too, when you get jacked at the ATM machine before they jack your car. But in a public parking lot where there's people standing around just waiting for an opportunity... You don't leave your car running with the keys in the ignition with your purse on the seat and go into the store to get a lotto ticket or to, you know, whatever. It's just ridiculous. And it's little things like that. I mean, I see it on a countless basis. Mark? No, I agree 100%. You see that all the time. People, uh, they start the car in the driveway. We <clears throat> we touched on this before um, where people leave their car in the morning, they go out and start it, go back in to get a cup of coffee or something, come out, and they wonder where their car is. I mean, people cruise through neighborhoods looking for that kind of stuff. I mean, how, how easy can it get just to jump in a car and go? But they, they go to the 7-Eleven, they stop in front of a, you know, jump out to run into a Starbucks, they leave their cars running, they leave the laptops on the seat, and people just, I'm sorry to say it, but they do stupid stuff. They, 
it just that's why cops are constantly taking reports of uh, of all these thefts and stolen cars because people aren't taking precautions, and it happens on a daily basis. Every city, everywhere. Uh, Mr. Lambert, I know you were a dumbass and left your car running in front of Wells Fargo, but could you give us a license plate so we can put a bolo out on it right away? Do you know your license plate, sir? Sir, what's your license plate number of your car? Uh, the keyword in that would be your car, sir. Do you know what the license plate is to your car? Starts with a six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so do many others. Never mind, officer. I don't want to make a report anyway. You're too rude. <laughs> I do want to talk to your supervisor, though. Uh, there is that section in the book also for uh, officer misconduct if you want to make a complaint. Uh, I do. What section is that? <laughs> uh, it's, it's in the middle of the book. Paragraph something? Yeah, it's alphabetical. So Under, is, it, uh, is it truly that people are doing stupid things, or is it that people don't even know that they're stupid? Well, we're going to look at it as stupid because it's so ridiculous. But, but the that's person because that really, you see it, you see it every that, day. The person that values their their friggin' Denali that parks it in the lot and hits the alarm and locks it up is going to think it's stupid for someone to leave something unlocked running like that, too. But to the average person who all they have on their mind is running into the store and coming out again because if they turn the car off, the battery won't restart. <laughs> I mean, it's, I don't know what the reason is, but... Yeah, it's pretty stupid. You might as well but just put a sign on the window saying, I'm stupid, take my car when I stop. People don't expect it to happen. They, it's not even in their mind. They, they've done it so many times, um, and nothing's happened, that they, they just continue doing it. But when it happens, I guarantee they, uh, they won't do it again. So, okay, Mark, it, it's the same. It, it's, everything in life's a 50-50 chance. It's either going to happen or it's not. But... It's Mark, I want you to be a dick, all right? I'm, I'm knocking on your door at 1 in the morning, and I want you to be a typical gated community dick, all right? <laughs> Can you say that on our show? Okay, I'm knocking on your door. Can now. Okay. Hello, Ooh, that crap is knocking <laughs> on my door at midnight. What? What do you want? Sir, hey, I'm really sorry to bother you. I know it's 1 in the morning, but I was driving by. Your garage door is open. I couldn't help but notice you have a lot of uh, valuable tools and your jet ski and your your uh, yeah your yeah whatever bicycles. whatever. I, look, I live in a, a gated community, so if I forget to shut my door, everything is fine. What are you doing, waking me up at midnight or one in the morning just to hey. tell me my garage door is open? Hey, Stanley Tool, I'm just letting you know your garage door is open. If you want to get ripped off, have at it, dude. Hey, but you know you what? Do, when I wake up in the morning, you know have a good in the night. morning, have I would know that my All garage door right. was open. Okay. All right, sorry. <laughs> I thought your house was on fire. My bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, it is on fire. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, Jim, after, in, right? in the affluent community that you used to work in, you probably got responses like that. Oh, all the time. That's why I brought it up. I'll, uh, I'll go one farther and say that we used to, since I actually live in one of these communities, um, and you guys are all jealous of that, um, we actually had a rule here where the guards that work here would actually call you or leave a message at night if somebody was to leave their garage door open. Yeah, they, uh, the, the, neighbors, uh, the neighborhood basically stopped that because it was too annoying. So, or did the guards kind of help themselves to a few things, too, while they were at it? I guess. I mean, it's cool. They got a big Crown Victoria. You can fit a lot of stuff in the trunk of a Crown Vic. <laughs> hey, you know all those years... That Brent and I worked together. You know what the coolest thing about having him ride along was? I didn't have to get out of the car to go make those notifications. <laughs> I'd stop. I'd look at Brent and I'd say, "Get on it." <laughs> Thanks, Brent. Yeah, it was that, or do you want to get bit? That was the other one I heard all the time. Yeah, you know. Yeah, no, I, I don't. I'm cool. Okay, so. For training purposes and your own security, your call may be monitored and recorded. <laughs> yeah, hey, that was awesome. Now it's three three party notification with that. Yeah, who's recording us though? Because my recorder's broken again. Oh, In just order to insure excellent customer service. Your call may be monitored. <laughs> <laughs> Thought it was Are Brittany you... for a minute. Oh, so you met her when she worked at the drive-through? So that's because that's kind of what that sounded like. Yes. Got it. 
You yeah. sound cute. Okay, are you still recording there, Brent? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> so if you continue to sound like that, you're going to just be recorded and sounding like that. Um, Thank you for calling Jim to ensure the highest level of customer <laughs> service. This call may be monitored and recorded. Thank you. So, Jim, you mentioned earlier that you had a story about one of the questions tonight, which is I just got a ticket for our party being too loud, which we sort of hit on a week or two ago. And you wanted to add something to that before we move on? Yeah, you know, we, uh, I think if I recall, we touched upon what would happen to the homeowner or the juvenile for hosting the party. But we didn't really address what happens when. You lit the mu- the music and all the yelling and the cussing and the glass breaking get to the point where you get totally pissed off and you go next door to pound on the door to tell them to shut shut it down, you know yourself. You mean as you a neighbor? A bad word, Jim. As as a neighbor? No, I said mm. shut it down yourself. You almost said a bad word. What was the bad word? I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> we can't say that. If he if he denies it, it's never really happening. What's the first letter? Oh, never mind, Jim. No, what word did I almost say? What? Did you just give me the letter. We'll, we'll, we'll touch on that later. I said if you go over and sh- if you get pissed and go <laughs> shut it down yourself. What? What? See, this just should be a learning going. process. I, I'm not going on until I get the letter of the word I almost said. <laughs> I, I could just tell something else was going to flow out of your mouth. All right. <laughs> So if you just get so pissed that you're going to go next door and talk to the <laughs> yourself to tell them to shut the party down. <laughs> I hey. went to a call where I felt so bad. I felt very bad for, for the guy that did this. But he's newly married. He's a you know regular guy, works 40 hours a week, pays his taxes, his bills, everything else. He's trying to get sleep. Uh, they got a brand new baby in the house. And this... this uh, 21-year-old something next door is having a big party. There's probably 100 super, people there. Super nice guy. That's who's next door. Yeah, and it it wasn't people from the area. It was people from out of the area, and, and you might have thought you were uh, at a friggin' rap concert at, you know, ATT Park or something like that, but the, the problem being when people come in from out of the area, there's no disregard or consideration of the people that live in the neighborhood. They're just there at a party, and they're going to friggin' party. There's probably a lot of disregard. <laughs> Yeah, there was a lot of disregard, Mark. In fact, God, I almost said the D word. There was a lot of damn disregard uh, for this party. So the neighbor, out of frustration, his wife said, don't do that. Just call the police. And he says, no, I'll take care of it myself. So he goes over, pounds on the front door for like half an hour before somebody could even hear someone was pounding on the door. And to make a long story short, gets into a confrontation with a 21-year-old host in the party Beer bottles start flying. This guy gets his head split open. Uh, somebody pulls a gun out. There's a shot fired, and it just turned into a total friggin' mess. And fortunately, this guy wasn't seriously injured, although he did have to be transported by ambulance to the hospital. But um, it was something that never had to happen. If it starts getting out of hand and you don't have a rapport with your neighbors, just pick up the phone, call the police department, and say, listen, there's over 100 people here. It's getting out of hand voices are escalating i don't know if there's a fight or what but the police need to be aware of this and the police will come out there and check check it out and shut the party down most you know, cities have noise the, i'm sorry I, no i didn't mean to interrupt you mark because i know you were talking but go ahead well, jim it's only an hour show and i wanted to be able to say a few words oh, mark almost said a whole it hour i think it was our word he almost said <laughs> you read about it is that our word is that dirty can we say read go ahead mark you read about it all the time. <laughs> Boy, th- this is a one-person show. Just go ahead, Jim. We'll, I'll just sit back and listen. God, can you hour. just let the guy talk? In fact, you know, I'm, in fact I'm just going to hang. I'm going to hang up and I'll listen to the show. I cannot believe he almost said the R word. Mark almost gonna... called me a retard on the radio. I can't friggin' believe it. See, now you're offending all kinds of people, Jim. I'm just going to hang up, and I'll listen to the show tomorrow. I'm offending people. You're the one that called me that. Anyway, the bottom line is uh, don't take matters. You know, in an ideal world, if I was going to have a large party, I'd be going up and down the street to my neighbors saying, listen, 
I'm having this big party. This is why we're having it. In fact, I'd like you to come, but please, this is my number. If the music's too loud or if there's anything that I need to know about, please, you know, call me and I'll, I'll handle it. And uh, that's the way it should be done. You should have consideration and respect for your neighbors. And in this day and age, man, that is very, very rare, even in gay-tid communities. I mean, it's just uh, everyone's out for themselves. And, and then when you do, in the old days, you could knock on the door and you could say, hey, Mark, your party's really loud, man, and my baby's crying and won't go to sleep. Can you lower it down? And Mark would say, hey, no problem, man. I'm really sorry. And uh, here's a beer for the road back to your house. But... In this day and age, it's all about attitude and who's bigger and badder than the other. And, oh, you're not going to tell me what to do. And uh, that's when things get out of hand. Sadly, that sums up most of our society. Hear how he said, sadly, so gloom, you know, with such gloom. It is kind of depressing. No, what's depressing is Mark hadn't said anything in a minute and a half. I'm starting to get worried. Mark already hung up. (laughs) Did he hang up? It's just a two-person show now. Are you serious? Um, I, I don't want to point it out, but you can tell if he hung up. How do you tell that? Oh, we'll, we'll have a Skype lesson later on. Um, Thank you, Brian. Appreciate it. <laughs> but he, he, hasn't, he hasn't hung up. He's still there. So he's just playing quiet because now you offended him. No, I'm afraid me. to say anything because it might set Jim off on another 30-minute rampage about something. That's or okay. Another, Maybe a 30-minute rampage another, is good. Uh, he might offend another group. Uh, so pick up the phone, call the police. Don't yeah, feel ashamed. Don't. You know, if, if there's shots being fired, people are fighting, you hear glass breaking, yeah, call 911. That's not a party. If it's if it hasn't gotten that far yet, but it's annoying, you know, and and it doesn't look like it's showing any signs of shutting down, then then call the business number for your local police department. Hmm. Oh, I'm sorry to bore you. Well, I, I guess the the aftermath side of it is the part that I'd be interested in. So I'm your neighbor, and I call the police department, and the police department says. Yeah, okay, who are you? And you say, well, I'm the neighbor, I'm at this address. And then the cops go over there and say, hey, you know, your neighbor next door, Jim, just ratted you guys out. No, you call an anonymous. You could say, I want to remain anonymous. I don't want any repercussions. They, uh, you could remain anonymous. They won't know who called. And the thing is, if the police have to go out there more than once, if they have to go out there two or three times, they will bill the homeowner uh, for their time. And that could quickly add yeah, up well, to several wait, hundred wait, dollars. How, how, many, how many calls have you guys gone on where you have an anonymous PR and it's just like, ugh, how do I what? even contact this person? I can't even make contact with no, the No, it gets frustrating. If you get a call saying, hey, there's a large party, <clears throat> loud music. Now, if it's 9, 10 o'clock at night, the officer's got other things to do. But, it, you know, if the call comes at midnight, 1 o'clock, Cops are human, too, and they know they wouldn't want to be sitting at home trying to sleep with some loud party thumping away next door. So they'll drive by if it doesn't sound loud to them um, or, you know, out of the ordinary. They're not going to do much. But the majority Dude, I do of the that time, all the time. The majority I mean, I'll, I'll, of the time, they'll go up to the house. They'll knock on the door say, hey, look, we're starting to get a couple of complaints from the neighborhood. Can you just you know, turn it down a bit or tell your party goers that are out hanging out front to come inside? And... Um, you know, and, that, and that's that. But if they keep getting calls back there, then the cops are going to get pissed. And uh, they may start running people for warrants. They may cite the homeowner for uh, disturbing the peace. So, See, the, the best, other like thing, Jim the, said, call the The other the thing we have to filter out is a lot of neighbors have animosity towards other neighbors. And they'll that's call the big police word, Jim. for any little, what, animosity? That, that was another big word. I'm proud of you. That's two in one week. Hey, how about this, Mark? Asinine. <laughs> we get a lot of asinine uh, anonymous calls because of neighbors having problems with uh, with their other neighbor. And they'll call and exaggerate, you know, whatever's actually going on. But what Mark said about, you know, the officers going to the door and saying, hey, you know, keeping it low profile, we're getting these complaints. That's usually following a couple complaints from a couple different sources. You know, if, if we get you know, one or two calls, we're going to park down the street, 
turn off our vehicles and the radios and listen ourselves. And if it's not that loud, I'm going to clear the call as unfounded because it's not a noise disturbance or it's not a disruptive party. But if you start getting two or three calls from, from you know, several sources adding validity, is that another big word, Mark? I'm, I'm going to ask you to spell these it's pretty soon. On fire. <laughs> now that you've lost your train of thought. No, I had to write oh. it down. V-A-L-I-D-O-O-D-O-O. Oh. Was that doo-doo? <laughs> Is that a doo-doo for Mark? Validity. <laughs> validity doo-doo. So validity. If there's validity to a call, we're going to handle it. What are you drinking? <laughs> you couldn't hit the mute button? Seriously? You've got to <laughs> you've got to make the world listen to that going down your esophagus? Seriously? A Seriously? Wow. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're just going to move on. Know what esophagus is? Mark doesn't even know what an esophagus is. I think it's a... Isn't it a type of fish or something? So... Can we move on to the next question, or are we just going to sit here and sound like romper room with words? Because yeah, I'm going to go fishing for a colostomy. <laughs> That's right. Jim's at that age. Oh, no, that was wrong, dude. This is a, this is a special show tonight, just, just so you know. Um, yes, Mark's very special. Oh, anyway. Jim, I forgot. Yes. Happy birthday, Jim. Thank you, Mark. Oh man, did you get my note? Because I thought it was pretty funny. Was trying to keep I don't know that if he got a note. Said he got a notice from AARP, <clears throat> asking him to join. What's AARP, Mark? Oh, jeez. It's like an that's, esophagus. That's just, go read the notice you uh, told me you got, Jim, and you'll know what it is. So, okay, this show may be recorded for quality control. Thank you. And I'll tell you, if it is, we're gonna have to listen to it because we have absolutely no quality tonight. So, oh, it's off the hook tonight. So I just got a ticket for a party being too loud. Done. I just got a ticket for running a red light. We haven't done yet, but we definitely should talk about red light cameras. And why don't we merge those two into one, which is the red light ticket and red light cameras? Because I know a lot of people have questions about these cameras. Both very expensive. Both legality and the way they're being used in cities. And what they can do to get off tickets or potentially fight tickets for them, etc. Now, uh, this is much different than photo radar, though, right? Well, red oh, light definitely. tickets. So, Jim, do you remember the days of photo radar in the department that we worked at? <laughs> I mean, seriously, do you remember it? Yes, it Where was. We- a whole lot of grief, if I remember right. I, I do believe that, well, and it, it caused grief from the department side and on the, the citizen side. So the grief on the department side was that we actually had to have somebody in the car listening to the camera shutter click and then write down the car that drove by. But then on the flip side, we were finding everybody with somebody else's wife in the car. So it was something like, hey, honey, can you go down and clear me off that ticket? And sure, I'll go down there. Okay, so you go down to the department, and you throw out the ticket, and the lady who's standing behind the counter goes, is this you and your husband? And she says, well, that's not me, but that is my husband. So, yeah, that, that ended quickly. Um, but now we have these unmanned cameras that are out there at every intersection on the planet, it seems. And I guess the, the, <laughs> the question I have... Thank you for interrupting the show, Jim. Um, <laughs> We're still working on them for a sponsor, so. Well, uh, that's good. We just that was probably worth some money right there. Yeah. Especially with all three people that are left listening to this show today. So don't. Oh, yeah, you're being generous. That's. Yeah, that's that is true. So, the question is: Is first, do any of the places that you guys work have red light cameras? We do. That would not. be a negatory, Brent. Okay, so but mainly mainly in the large cities in the Bay Area, and I want to say uh, San Francisco has them, Oakland. I'm not sure about Berkeley, but a lot of the larger cities in the uh, in the Bay Area, San Jose. I'm, I'm almost positive. Um, don't you think, Mark? 
Well, I know a lot of the cities installed them, but a couple of the big cities um, put them on hold after certain lawsuits and uh, technical difficulties. Uh, they stopped issuing them that way. So I think they got to fine tune um, a lot of the, a lot of them. I think San Francisco still is using them, but there's several cities that stopped using them just because of the uh, challenges in court, and they started losing money having to reimburse people. Well, so they're pretty what? friggin' accurate because they're like the ones at the bridge tolls. I sold my uh, my trailer, my old uh, race trailer, to a couple of friends of mine, <clears throat> and they were going over uh, one of the uh, Carquinas bridges, and they have fast track. But they didn't stop to realize that the fast track was for the vehicle, not for the uh, for the trailer. So sure enough, like a couple months later, I get the notice because they didn't transfer the trailer into their name, which is another show in itself. I get the notice for a $280 something friggin' fine uh, with a picture clear as a bell of the license plate of, uh, of the trailer ripping through the uh, toll plaza. So even though they thought they were cool with fast track, you know, I mean, those cameras are uh, are definitely accurate. Oh, the red light cameras, they take a picture of the driver. I mean, so people, you know, if you go to court, I mean, their picture is right there. The date, the time stamp, everything. And there's there's really no fight in it unless somebody finds out that the uh, the cameras were malfunctioning somehow on that date and time and, and can prove that. But, uh, yeah, they take a picture of the driver, and it's plain as day. Very, very uh, detailed picture. I just wear a mask and don't have plates on my car. There you go. Problem In solved. restrooms? <laughs> I'm sorry. How did you skew that all the way over there? I was something about the R word. I don't, I don't know. It just popped up. So... Why do we have these red light cameras? So you don't have to have a cop at every intersection. And they're usually intersections that have a lot of accidents or a lot of violations. And so a cop doesn't have to sit there, you know, and just pick off one car at a time. They're all set on the uh, the timers and the cameras. And Okay, so, so Jim, you're looking for an R word. I think this would be an appropriate place to use an R word. Such as? Revenue. You know, I don't think the basis for this is revenue, although it definitely affects that. I think it's more uh, deterrent. Do you know you how know, these... In the, in the old days, you know, you these uh, little uh, podunk police departments out in the desert would have a picture of a, a plywood uh, painted, you know, black and white patrol car on the side of the road. And you see all these brake lights as people are approaching it because it looks like a friggin' cop car sitting there. And your natural reaction is when you see a cop to friggin' slow down. And, and it's a deterrent. And as ridiculous as that is, it works. There's a, there's a small town near us here where they park an empty police car on the busy road that runs right through town. And it's amazing. You'll see cars up in front of you. They see that police car and boom, the brake lights come on. It's automatic. And like Jim says, it's a deterrent. If you go... You're coming up to an intersection and you see signs that say, you know, the red light monitored by cameras or citations issued by red light cameras. People are going to think twice about it. I mean, it, so, it does help bring money in for the city, but a lot of that also is to try to prevent accidents at that intersection. If you're driving through San Francisco and you see that big white sign with the black lettering that says uh, intersection controlled by, you know, red light camera or whatever. $478 fine. Yeah, that's that's a strong deterrent and incentive that you're going to be uh, driving safely through the streets of San Francisco. And red light tickets a, are one of the most expensive tickets, well, other than like handicap parking or something. But red light tickets are, are way up there. I think with court costs and fees and everything now, they're well up over three $400. And people think, you know, I, Jim, every time you pull over someone for a red light, What's the excuse that you hear? It was yellow. Exactly. Everybody says it was yellow. The officer is not going to pull you over if it was yellow. It's not illegal. It may be unsafe to go through a yellow light, but it's not illegal. When the officer pulls you over, it's before your front tires cross the limit line, what they call it, or the crosswalk. When an officer pulls you over, it's because that light turned red before your front tires cross that limit line, and that is a violation of the red light. Most of the yellow lights are yellow for three to four seconds. Gives you plenty enough time to stop, 
But most people hit the gas, they try to beat the yellow light, and it turns red before they get there. And almost everybody I pulled over said, it wasn't red, it was yellow. And I tried to tell them I wouldn't have pulled you over if, if it was yellow. You know, yeah, most of that... the ones I write are, are, for me, driving in one direction, and my light will turn green, so I know the cross traffic has a red light, and you'll see, you'll see a car racing through the intersection when my light is green. And that was the excuse you always get is, uh, it was yellow. And it was like, nah, I don't think so, dude. It was green in my direction, and uh, you blew the red. Can't have two greens uh, in opposite directions, that's for sure. Roger that. Haven't caught me yet. Well, well we don't just, know how you drive. You're just a movie violation, period, Brent. No, no plates on your car, no insurance. What else? Yeah, but, yeah, but the vehicle code doesn't apply in gay <clears throat> to communities. So, I mean, it's, I think he can drive any way he wants there. I think we're down to one person listening to the show now, Brent. Oh, I think we just lost that person. No, I, th- I think Dave from Cloverdale is still listening. Oh, my God. Actually, Dude. we could do another shot. Hey, how's this for a long-distant one? Hello, Surprise, Arizona. Hmm. That's a long-distance shout-out to Ed in Arizona. Ed, write in a question. I got faith in Ed out there in Arizona. He's gonna t- he's gonna type in a question to be used in the uh, next show, and then we'll send him a book. So why don't you cover that real real quick, Brent? Which Ed, your old silly? Yeah. What's up, Ed? What's, what's he doing back there? Give him a shout out in Arizona. Like you? No, can't do that. Sorry. Uh, okay. Big Ed, what's happening, man? Be safe back there. But what the hell is he doing back there? Yeah, that's another show. Hey, Ed. Oh. Write in a question for us to use. We'll send you a book. He's not anyway, in did we cover that red Joe, light? Did we uh, cover that red light thing? I he in custody in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Sheriff Joe, is that where you got all those Sheriff Joe stories? Ed called you. Yeah. Oh, yeah say, hi to, where? say hi to Sheriff Joe for us, Ed. I'm no, just... Ed, Ed's probably in the middle. Oh, you know what? We could probably have Ed on as a live guest for the uh, Arizona controversy down there. That would be good. He can give us his side of the story on what's going on down there. That could work. That could work. Man, I hope he's got thick skin. Oh, he's got thick skin. Oh, you'd like Schooly. He's cool. Yeah. So I'm still not convinced about red light cameras. So the, the cities don't even pay for these things. They're, they're sponsored by the companies that run the red light cameras. They put them into the cities. The cities don't have to touch any of the paperwork with them. The third party does all the processing. And you're telling me this is to make us safer? Yes. I, I don't believe you. I think it's no, just a revenue stream. Part of it is revenue. But if you look at the intersections where these things are mounted, it's intersections with a high rate of accidents. They have a lot of a- accidents at the intersections due to red light runners. Pedestrians getting hit, uh, T-bones in the intersection... They're, they're not going to stick them at just every intersection just for fun. They put them in so intersections let me get this that right. have a what, high what, rate of accidents. So Brent's thinking eight tools are sitting around on a Friday night passing the pipe going, hey, man, how can we stick it to the city and make a whole bunch of money at the same time? Hey, let's come up with this red red light camera thing and, and sell it as an incentive, and we'll get all the money from the friggin' tickets. Is that how it works, Brent? That's how it works, Jim. So eight tools were sitting around passing the pipe, and here we are today. It was for medicinal purposes, of course, though. And those tools are now millionaires. (laughs) 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 Oh, you're killing me. Anyway, why why don't we just throw the flag in on this one and say, yes, part of it is revenue, but the other part, if you look at the intersections where they are, it's because of a very high accident rate at those intersections. So, I mean, do the math. If there's a lot of accidents, if there's a lot of accidents, it means they got a lot of violations. I'm talking, so I'm going to keep talking. (laughs) And a lot of violations means a lot of revenue. So if Mark passes the pipe, no telling what will happen. I'm sorry, Mark, I didn't hear you. Go ahead. You know, I I quit. (laughs) You can't quit. (laughs) I quit. I just did. You can't quit. It's not 730 yet. Well, then fire me. What's the fun of that? You're my brother. <laughs> oh, that's love. Uh, yeah, so, 
coming from somebody that used to lock me in the trunk for five or six hours at a time. That, that hey, was, dude, you just said you wanted to get into the drive-in free. You didn't say how you wanted to get into the drive-in free. <laughs> well, I because think, I forgot I, to unlock the trunk yeah, is not ex- my fault. Excuse me. I somewhat expected to be lit out within five minutes, not six hours later, just because you were with your girlfriend that lasted, what, contract. 29 days? I don't recall any contract or agreement being written. <laughs> or, uh, obviously... Obviously, your conversation was not recorded for call quality or no, customer service. That's another show. When we touch on the subject of child abuse, I'll give all the examples of the abuse I suffered at the hands of my brother growing up. So <laughs> oh, that's another show. That's a good hey, show. Any tool that runs alongside a moving car with a door open, thinking that he's going to be able to jump in the car without the driver slamming on the brakes, is a friggin' tool. Yeah. Well, Brent, how's that one when, you know, I'm kind of stranded out in the middle of nowhere and I go to get in the car and Jim takes off at five miles an hour. And just when I'm running in with the door open, just when I jump to jump into the front seat, he does a brake check. That's awesome. Wasn't a brake check. A deer (laughs) ran out in front of the car, dude. Maybe it was the red light camera that you saw, the sign, and you were afraid to go through the red light. Was that it? I had a strong incentive not to run that red light. So Mm -hmm. I stopped. Uh, did you yeah, suffer? Okay. Did you suffer massive injuries? <laughs> uh, well, listen man. to him. Hello, Cloverdale. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like I said, I quit. He only oh, took the passenger door to the head. He's perfectly fine. Remind me to have more thirty-two ounce non-fat iced latte coffees from Cafino oh, before Brent, the show. Brent, Brent. Oh, uh, that's me. I, I, there was something I want to touch on safety-wise here. For people that tow trailers and boats. If you ever park on a launch ramp, don't leave the car in drive thinking that the momentum of the motor will keep the the truck and the boat on the launch ramp. Because when you walk away from it and you're talking to your friends and the engine dies, the whole boat, car, trailer, everything goes down into the water and the trailer jackknifes and screws everything up, puts a hole in the side of the boat. So does that sound familiar, Jim? Jim? Wait, let, let me answer that for him. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah, you want to you wanna go back on some more stories here, Jim? They're all coming back to me now. I have you a bet. Uh, you didn't clear this with me uh, to see if this was... Uh, it wasn't a two-party okay uh, consent? It wasn't two-party consent. So I'm, I'm curious, Jim, do you consider that a criminal threat? I, I consider it harassment. Uh, so... That leads us right into our last topic so that we can wrap this train wreck of a show up. Um, criminal threats and phone harassment. We wanted to talk, we were talking earlier about this and we wanted to hit on this a little bit tonight. And I'm pretty sure we could probably get into it more so later on. But I mean, those are two pretty serious issues, two pretty, well, relatively serious crimes and two things that happen a lot. Well, they and used that- to call it terrorist threats, but. Now we they changed. Yeah, they changed the name to uh, criminal threats. Both of which are still a felony. Yes. Criminal threats or terrorist threats. Well, they're the same thing, basically. Or phone you, harassment. If you threaten somebody, if you do, you know, basically, I'm going to kill you. I mean, I, they're not going to charge a felony on that. But if if the victim um, truly believes that the person that threatened them is going to do something, has the means. The person doesn't actually even have to try to do anything to them. But if the person is actually truly in fear for their life or their safety and believes that the other person is going to do something after that threat, um, yeah, that person could be charged with a felony. And most of the time we get those revolving around domestic violence or workplace violence. Okay, so you're saying like workplace violence, like today at work when I was there, I want to shoot all my employees because they were all doing a bad job, and I say something like that, that's a criminal threat? Well, and not just words. Um, I mean, there has to be other stuff involved. People say stuff all the time out of anger that they don't mean, but the, the police officer has to be able to distinguish between what was said just quickly out of anger that nothing's going to happen or something that could happen. Let's say a, uh, let's say you laid off one of your employees or you fired one of your employees. That could happen tomorrow. Yeah. Let's say you fire that employee and he says, Brent, I, I'm sick and tired of your crap. I, would- I swear to God, I'm going to come back here 
and I'm going to blow your head off. And if you fear for if you've seen this guy with a gun before, know he has a gun, and you actually fear for your safety, um, that guy could be charged with making a criminal threat and be charged with a felony. So he doesn't need to come back and blow my head off. No, he doesn't. He doesn't have to make an attempt at it. If he made the threat and you took it seriously and you truly believe that your life is in danger, um, he could be charged with making a criminal threat. So you'd, what, go to his house and say, that wuss Brent fears for his life and uh, said that you want to kill him? Well, it depends. The guy could be arrested on the felony. A report could be written and forwarded on to the district attorney's office who will make the ultimate decision whether... uh, whether he's going to be charged or not. Depends what other? How, it depends on how realistic it is. I mean, if if this guy's like really going off and people think he really is going to snap or, or kill somebody, you know, just based on the felony being committed, he could be arrested and, and put in a jail right then and there. You know, unfortunately, you read about it or you hear about it all the time with uh, some dude going into an office building and capping 12 of his previous coworkers. And then you get half the people that knew him saying, this was such a shock. We never saw this side of him. And then they talk to uh, his neighbors. Yeah, he was he was a time bomb just waiting to go off. You know, I, I mean, you never know, but you got to look at each individual circumstance. You know, the fact that Brent has been shooting his employees with tasers for the last three months, that's enough in itself to uh, cause a lot of animosity. And then, then he adds insult by firing them after making them taser targets. You know, and the and mental abuse he uh, he gives them. Someone's going to get pissed off. It's motivation, dude. Motivation. <laughs> motivation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know your little threats, the next door neighbors, the little uh, disturbances. I'm going to kick your. Can you say ass on this show? Can now. Well, it's like the donkey. It's an animal. Yeah, I'm going to kick your ass. And people call say, I want them arrested. They made threats to me. You know, the cop's not going to arrest them for criminal threats or something. They're going to try to smooth that over. But but the ones involving any kind of threats of, uh, you know, weapons or something like that, the, the police are going to take a little more seriously. They're going to investigate a little more and see if, if in, you know, in fact, is worth a felony charge. Okay, so, so I have a neighbor that has a dog that barks all the time. And I tell my neighbor, if you don't shut your dog up, I'm going to come over there and I'm going to shoot your dog. Is that a criminal threat? Or does it have to be directed at the owner of the home? It has to be at a person, not an animal. An animal is only considered property. Mm. And and if you're going to record the dog barking, you have to get permission from the dog to make it a two-party consent in the state of California. You sure about that? Because you're definitely not a lawyer. I think you could record the dog okay, but I don't think you could record the owner when you're talking to the owner without... Why shouldn't the dog? Out. Now you're offending dog owners all over America. Why shouldn't the dog have a say? Dog just A, a dog <laughs> is considered property, unfortunately. So, but if I made that threat to the owner of the home... And then yeah, I'm going to shut you and your dog up. I'm going to grab my shotgun. I'm going to come over there, and I'm going to blow your head off. Yeah. Um, the cops will probably come out, have a little chat with him, maybe even search his house to see if he uh, if he has any weapons. So, I mean, does it always have to revolve around a gun? Well, that's going to be taken the most seriously, you know, with all the workplace violence and school violence. That, that's going to be taken most seriously. If the guy says, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to, you know, kick his ass— I mean, is it still a threat? Yeah. Are the police going to try to smooth things out? Yeah, but it's it's not going to be a felony charge when you're threatening to beat somebody up. They have to be in fear for their life, not not just you know getting beat up or something, but they have to be hey in man, fear for look, their life. Look at these school things where uh, you know one student will show another student a hit list, you know, of all the students that he hates and that he's going to take out. And then that person tells one of the teachers and one of the teachers searches the locker and gets the note. Dude, that stuff's taken seriously in this day and age. So I have that at junior high school. The guy posted it on his, the kid on his MySpace. Oh, get me started on the kids, MySpace and Facebook accounts. He posted it on there. Um, you know, the guys that wear the black trench coats type of, of deal. Uh, he posted about violence that he wanted to do. And uh, actually, the mother intercepted a note. It was a hit list. And he had people, other students at the school that, 
you know, harassed him and he had some teachers' names on there. And he was asking some of his friends if uh, they could get a hold of their father's gun for him. So he had all the everything in motion to try to uh, put this thing into motion and, and, you know, kill people before the mother stumbled on it, brought it to my attention, and we put an end to it. But yeah, it, it happens on quite a bit. It's kind of scary. How did you end that situation? We um, killed him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we should out. not. We should not be laughing at that. <laughs> Took him out, tased him to death. Actually, actually, believe it or not, that uh, that kid is now living in Arizona. So Scully, Ed, out in Arizona, could say hi to him there. <laughs> so uh, was we, he? We, we searched his house, searched everything, um, went into his MySpace accounts, everything, um, documented it, reported it. And uh, basically, 5150 him, forced him to go to a 72-hour uh, mental evaluation to, ma- to make sure he wasn't a threat to, to other people. Hmm. And um, it was forwarded on to the DA, but I'd be a lot of times with people's mental state, that'll keep uh, charges from pe- being filed if, if they have a, some kind of a mental issue, um, you know, where they don't even understand the charges being brought against them or, or something that made them snap, they usually won't file criminal uh, criminal proceedings against them, but they will be forced to psychological help or uh, treatment. And was this person's parent or parents totally not aware of what their kid was doing? Totally unaware until uh, they found the note. And that's why we've touched in other shows. Kids have a good MySpace account. You know, hey, mom, dad, look at this. Look at my friend Joey, and look, I have my schoolwork on here, and I got a B. And then they have their their dark side MySpace account with all the the photos and the people, you know, drinking, smoking pot, flashing gang signs, and and whatnot. And this kid had a secret MySpace account. You know, he had a good one for mom to see when mom said, "Bring up your account. I want to check it." And then he had his private one that only his friends could see. There's something wrong with that. Yeah, it makes me wonder what Mark's private account says. Uh, I'm too old to have a private account, but Brent just said he has one, so I'd like to see what's on that. Yeah, no, you no, you wouldn't. Jim, did you know your brother was a crossdresser? No, I didn't know that at all. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that to my attention. Good There's buddy. a hit list on mine. Hey, Jim, do you want me to start going back into stories again, like the uh, truck on the ramp? <laughs> Ooh, what about when you park on a hill and you're supposed to put the car into park? And and turn the wheels. What was that dad's truck? The one that went over the brick wall, the uh, six foot brick wall, because you let it roll backwards and it it ran into the side of uh, no, what did it run into the side of? Or was that your van that ran into the side of dad's truck? Or what about the rip <laughs> that plowed into the back of the truck full of firewood, and you ran around looking for the cab, not realizing that it was just the back part of a truck that was made into a trailer. A deer ran out in front of me. <laughs> that that excuse is, is going to wear thin. Hey, Brent, we're, we're going to need another show for everything that's coming to mind now because we're uh, th- that's like an hour alone of just remembering gym stories. Well, maybe, I mean, maybe next time you could write down some notes and we could actually have a show that's full of positively good stuff versus... It is, because everything that Jim did endangered other people's lives. So we could, when by covering this, it's a it's a safety topic. So you're, so you're saying a lot like Cop Talk the Book, we could learn from Jim's mistakes? Exactly. Oh, oh, interesting. Instead of go. learn from the stupid mistakes other people made, we could change it to say learn from the stupid mistakes that Jim has made. <laughs> That would be quite a life. I, I like it. That's, Poor that's Jim. Enough. Actually, Mark, we could do, an, we Mark, could do another book. this is Brent, man. You should stop being mean to your brother because he's fine. Hey, we could do another book on this, Brent. We just got to come up with a with a name for it. Hi, I'm Jim. My life sucks. <laughs> I got a name for it. <laughs> but in closing on that topic, the uh, <clears throat> most of those threats... Are in, I mean, it's not like just walking down the street and some dude comes up and says, I'm going to kill you. <clears throat> it's usually people that you know or that you're close with, either uh, at home, like in a domestic uh, violence situation, uh, an estranged husband or wife, or a separation or a divorce in progress, or uh, a jealous uh, husband, or, or at work, uh, an employer-employee relationship. Those are the, the ones 
that are at most vulnerable and the most risky, and they definitely need to be taken seriously because um, God is great, beer is good, and people are friggin' psycho nuts, so you got to watch out for each other. Hmm. It's a cool song, by the way. I don't know if you've heard it. <laughs> I wasn't I just whipping that out there. There's a friggin' country song that says, God is great, beer is good, people are crazy. Here. California Penal Code, Section 422. Any person who willfully threatens to commit a crime which will result in death or great bodily injury to another person with a specific intent that the statement made verbally or in writing... Oh, God, my computer just froze up. Oh, God. Finish it, Jim. Finish it. Uh, therefore, within uh, bestowed upon how uh, <laughs> you've not gotten permission to have the other person recorded, uh, you could be convicted. Sure. Made of verbally. Thank, thank you, Jim. I'll take over. Made verbally in writing or by means of an electronic communication device, which means computers or cell phones or texting, is to be taken as a threat, even if there is no intent of actually carrying it out. Uh, which, on its face and under the circumstance in which it is made, is so unequivocal. That's a big word for you, Jim. Unconditional, wow. immediate, and specific as to convey to the person threatened a gra gra gravity of purpose and immediate prospect of execution on the threat. This goes on and on and on. Basically, the guy doesn't even have to intent, you know, be intent on carrying it out. He may just say it, but if, if the person, you know, really believes it and it's specific, it's got to be a specific threat, not just hey, Mark, a general threat. Yes. Mark, yes. bring up one more story of us growing up, me screwing up, and I'm going to kill you. And the person reasonably to be in sustained fear for his or her safety or for his or her immediate family's safety shall be punished by imprisonment in the county jail not to exceed one year or by imprisonment in the state prison. That could be a wobbler. Yeah, Jim, I, I heard you. you but a I wobbler. Don't, I don't How you doing, it, Mark? I don't take it seriously. You don't take it seriously? I don't take your threat seriously. So you're not fearful for your safety? I'm not fearful. So that way, <laughs> that ain't going to go anywhere. That was that was very impressive. I'm not fearful. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Just don't park on a hill anywhere around me, Jim, and, and I won't fear for my safety. Or don't tow his boat. Right, I'm surprised you didn't say, I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> hey, brotherly <laughs> love. Oh, got problems parking on hills. Hey, we're going way over an hour on this one, so All we right, need to... say something uh, in closing, Mark. Something in closing. No, seriously. You just said, say something in closing. <sighs> Do you, when, when people ask you to... No, never mind. Now I'm say okay, anyway. Hey, um... <sighs> For the two or three listeners that 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 are uh, consistently listening to us, thank you. With Alzheimer's, uh, new listeners, please come back, write us, let us know how we're doing. If you like what we're doing, if you don't like what we're doing, give us ideas, show ideas, topics. If we use your uh, question on the air, we'll send you a free book, Cop Talk. Check out our website, www.coptalk.info. You could get buried in there for hours with all the free tips and stories and everything that we have in there to keep yourself safe and your family safe. And uh, you could read a little bit more about us and the book and uh, why we wrote it. And if you do have Alzheimer's, you're like a new reader uh, every five minutes. <laughs> okay, now we're back Brent, down to one listener. Brent, you got anything uh, to say before I say something real quick? Uh, I, I can only imagine. I don't know how I could possibly... Uh... You can't top anything Jim said or done already so far. He's already lost the show. He, you know, the, the ship is going unmanned right now. But uh, at least there are free tips on the site, and most of them are written better than we talk, especially in today's show. So, uh, Jim, what what uh, what wonderful eloquence are you going to bless us with on our exit Actually, of the show? Actually, it is, it is something uh, serious, and uh, just taking a minute up. The reason why I was in Marysville the last couple of weeks was setting up a uh, jet ski race, a uh, very special jet ski race that was held in tribute of a, uh, a very close friend, an impressionable friend of, of Mark and I when we were growing up. Danny Magoo Chandler was probably, uh, is probably known around the world as being one of the most impressive, explosive, uh, exciting motocross racers of all times. <clears throat> and Danny uh, suffered a... Uh, 
an incredibly tragic accident in 1986 in France while representing the United States, and he became a uh, quadriplegic, uh, confined to a wheelchair. So you've got this guy living uh, life to the extreme, flying a motorcycle uh, 60 feet further in the air than anyone ever thought about, and just just amazing the uh, the sports world. And then he instantly becomes confined to a, uh, a wheelchair and can't do the things that he had always been doing. And Danny went through a tough time with uh, denial and anger and frustration, uh, suicide attempts, drugs and alcohol. And he finally decided he was going to accept his fate. And he became an overnight instant miracle uh, role model to uh, thousands of people in the hospital with spinal cord injuries and, and uh, paralysis, pushed to have uh, equipment in the motocross uh, world um, designed and manufactured to protect uh, necks and, and backs, and uh, started a foundation for children for uh, safety awareness when racing motocross. And he was just a, a phenomenal individual. And on May 4th, he passed away at home uh, due to complications from his paralysis. And uh, although a lot of people probably don't know the name because they're older uh if you're around the time when mark and i raced motocross you know how uh extremely incredible this individual was and uh, we had a an incredible race and a memorial tribute to uh, danny up in marysville it was a complete success and uh, i just want to say danny uh, rest in peace you were incredible and uh, you'll always be remembered and you know he has a uh, <clears throat> there's a dvd out of his life um in fact, did I lend that one to you, Jim? You might have yes. it. Yes, you did. Yeah. It's an incredible DVD that shows him from the start when he couldn't even uh, hold up his motorcycle. His dad had to hold up the motorcycle from behind to get him started. And it, uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of graphic. It shows his accident where he got paralyzed, but then it shows how he went on with life after that. And, you know, I, I still race motocross to this day, and I've seen him come out to the races and take all the little kids off to the side and give him tips on how to ride and have his clinics and uh he was a great guy so i got a side with jim and uh you know godspeed danny and uh, rest in peace you can get his dvd online too i'm sure and uh, it's an incredible dvd magoo.com uh, yep and anyway on that note i think we're gonna uh come to an end here until next brent? week is brent still with us i am okay I was just listening to all that. Oh, all right. Anyway, join us again next week, and uh, everybody be safe. See Take you care next people. week. See Thanks. ya.